Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. It is July 31st as I record this. We are less than five days away from Gen Con 2022. Gen Con 2022 starts officially 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Thursday, August 4th. Let me run down the featured matches that are supposed to be there, the events that are scheduled to happen, and any other news I have about Gen Con 2022. I'll start with the featured matches. All the featured matches that I'm aware of are championship matches. No grudge matches, as far as I know, are scheduled for Gen Con. And actually, I'm going to start with a match that hasn't been announced but almost certainly will take place. Last week, I reported we had a World Heavyweight Championship match. The champion, Eddie Fury. The challenger, Bob Dunn. The winner, new World Heavyweight Champion, Bob Dunn. Now, Bob Dunn will be, as far as I know, at Gen Con, which means, because that championship is in the building, we should expect an LFF World Heavyweight Championship match. Nothing has been announced at this point, but look forward to that. I'm almost certain that will happen. We have had an Underworld Championship match announced. The current Underworld Champion is Kirk Polka. We knew there was going to be a match, but they had been holding off on who the challenger would be. They announced the challenger this past week. The challenger is going to be Ken Fouché, the man behind the Grim Librarian. We also know that the winner of this match, the next challenger for the Underworld Championship after Gen Con, will be Ant West. But that's our first match, Underworld Championship, the champion Kirk Polka versus the challenger Ken Fouché. We know there's going to be an LFF Tag Team Championship match at Gen Con for the LFF Tag Team Championship, not the Underworld or Real Tag Team Championship. That match I reported on last week. The champions there are James Booker and John Polverino. They successfully defended against Wrench Monkey and Joker Fish. This is the championship currently held by Chris Pate and Sean Loeb. They will face the challengers, James Booker, and Brad Iyer. This match is scheduled for Friday. I didn't give you a date for the Underworld because I don't have one, but this is scheduled for Friday. The big story of this match is going to be if James Booker and Brad Iyer win, then James Booker will be holding, with two different partners, both of the LFF Tag Team Championships. The other LFF Championship that I'm aware of that's going to be happening at Gen Con is James Booker, the current hardcore champion, will have to defend up to four times at Gen Con. Thursday, he will be placed in a match. They will randomly choose between either tables, ladders, or steel chain. One of those three stipulations will be randomly selected. 
if James Booker successfully defends Friday, he will have to defend. They will randomly pick one of the remaining stipulations I just listed. So, whichever one they picked randomly Thursday, Friday, it'll just be a choice between the other two that were not picked Thursday. If James Booker successfully defends Friday, Saturday, he will have to defend using the last stipulation. And if he successfully defends Saturday, Sunday, he will defend the championship in a tables, ladders, and chains match. Each time, he will not know his opponent going into the match. The opponent will not be announced until the match happens. That is all the news I have on the LFF championships expected to be at Gen Con. The trios championship was supposed to be at Gen Con. The champion, Rowdy Ron, two weeks ago, was going to take on Kirk Polka. However, two weeks before Gen Con, they had a match between Rowdy Ron and the challenger, Michael Kerr. Michael Kerr wins. He's the current champion. He will not be at Gen Con. This booking surprises me. I don't know why with the largest convention for gaming in the world coming up and you have a championship match potentially booked, why you would book a match to potentially take that championship match out of Gen Con. That makes no sense to me, but that happened. The reason I bring that up is because while those are all the LFF championship matches, there are regional championships. Now, I believe the Deep South Championship will be defended at Gen Con. Bob Dunn, the current champion, from what I understand, will be there. So, I expect him to have a match for that belt. Brad Iyer, the current Midwest Coast champion, will be there. He is supposed to have a match for the LFF Tag Team Championship. So, he should be there. They have scheduled a match August 3rd between Brad Iyer and the challenger, Bobby Ohio, a former Midwest Coast champion for that belt. Again, I'm surprised because I don't believe Bobby Ohio is coming to Gen Con. Why you would set up a scenario literally the night before Gen Con to where your Midwest Coast championship might not be represented at Gen Con makes no sense to me. But that match is supposed to happen. So we may or may not have the Midwest Coast belt at Gen Con. We may or may not see it defended if Brad Iyer retains. I wanted to bring that up because that booking makes no sense to me. And it's happened now with two big championships within two weeks of Gen Con. That's going to do it for the major LFF and regional championships at Gen Con. As far as events go, we still have... Every afternoon starting at 2, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the Gen Con tournament series with the Saturday event being the Play Pure tournament. This will be the first time the Play Pure champion is at a Play Pure tournament. So that champion can use an entrance card, the Play Pure championship in the tournament. Nobody else can because in a Play Pure tournament, you cannot use entrance cards, spectacles, or skill requirement cards, and you cannot use generic finish cards. You have to use the cards that are logoed for your competitor. Those are the three afternoon events. There are new player events Friday and Saturday at 
1 p.m. There are the three major tournaments, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Thursday night, I believe 6 p.m. start time, brand new event, Stipulation Mayhem. All singles matches, all stipulation matches. Friday, tag team. Saturday, Gen Con World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. Sunday afternoon, Tornado Tag Team Event. Those are all the ticketed events. If you're going, SRG Universe requests that you buy tickets for these events. You can buy them the same way you buy your badges, either online or you can buy them in person if they're still available at Gen Con. We do not know if they're going to do like they did at Origins. I'd have a trios event at the same time. Nothing has been announced. You may want to pack a trios just in case you're interested in doing that instead of playing Tornado Tag. But there's that. And one last thing. I talked about last week the Boogaloo Body Swap slash Freaky Friday event that Loudmouth Leo Larynx is going to put on. There have been no announcements that I have seen. I did reach out to him for more information about that. Here's what I have learned. First, no day or time scheduled at Gen Con when that will happen. It may be announced next Wednesday on Talk of the Universe. But here's what I do know. You're going to be using multiple competitors, and you may be swapping between the competitor and finishes during the match. So you may have a team of four competitors. I'll just say El Super Ombre, Snake Pit, Big Shot, and The Wreck. And you might have you know, the El Super Ombre finishers in the deck, and you'd be using El Super Ombre. And then something will happen to trigger you, switching from El Super Ombre to Snake Pit, and then replacing all of the Super Ombre finishers with Snake Pit finishers where they are. So if you have two finishers in the deck, one in the discard pile, you're going to swap them all, probably reshuffle your deck at that point. But that's, I think, what's going to happen. I don't know. There are no details. What I do know is this. Loudmouth Leo will be supplying all of the competitors that are going to be used in the event. So you don't need to bring competitors. All you need to have is a 1 through 27 deck that could function with different competitors using the same deck. So that's what I'd recommend. If you want to participate in his event, bring a good deck that's going to be versatile enough to work with multiple competitors. That's going to do it for events at Gen Con. Releases. There have been a lot of new releases spoiled. Steve Resk has done a lot of unboxing videos on Facebook for new releases coming out at Gen Con. This includes Kickstarter. If you're going to Gen Con and you want to pick up your Kickstarter, there is a post on Facebook. Go to that post. Post your name and your backer number. The instructions are in the post, and you'll be able to pick up your Kickstarter order, at least what is available now, what has come out at Gen Con. But we know that the faction pack for the Ultimate Cosmic Crusaders is out. This is the pack that contains Pluto, Cronus, and Uranus, to use the Carl Sagan pronunciation. The Marauders of the Multiverse decks are going to be there, and also the new female competitor releases are out and they're going to be available at Gen Con. There are going to be Gen Con promos and other new release cards coming out 
If you're interested in those, check out Steve Resk's unboxing videos. Also, for the female competitors, those were all posted to Twitter. So if you go to SRG Universe on Twitter, you can see the competitors and the finishers all there. I also need to make a correction at this point. I mistakenly said that we don't know if Bob Dunn will have to defend the Deep South Championship at Gen Con, that it should be expected, but we didn't know. Actually, that has been announced. I just overlooked that in my notes. Bob Dunn will be taking on challenger Rowdy Ron for the Deep South Championship. If Bob Dunn successfully defends, as long as he is the holder of both the World Heavyweight Championship and the Deep South Championship, he will have to defend the Deep South Championship weekly. Like now is also a good time since we're talking about the championships. James Booker still holds the cookie's fortune. He may cash that in at Gen Con. We have learned that if he decides to cash in mid-match, he will get seven additional cards in his starting hand. So he'll get his three cards normally, plus an additional seven for ten, and then if he's playing an entrance that gives him an additional card or additional cards he could have, an 11-card hand, who knows? And then the last thing I'll bring up for Gen Con, the vaccination policy, pretty much the same as Origins. If you want more details, listen to last week's episode. That's episode 220. I go into that in a lot more detail on that episode. That is going to do it for Gen Con. I am planning to be there. Hopefully, my plans do not fall through, and I see all of you there. I'm looking forward to it. Also, if you're going to be there and you have a competitor set in the game, I would like to get my competitor set signed by you. Please reach out to me and let me know if you're going to be there so I can bring that set to have it signed. The less I have to carry around with me, the better. So please. Let me know in advance. I don't want to bring everything. I want to bring as little as possible. The next story for this week, we have more information about round three of the 2021 Create a Competitor competition. The teams and matchups have been announced for round three. It is a tag team round, so it's going to be two versus two. In the first match of the round, Johnny Korea and Harvey Luster will be teamed up against Time Bomb Tim and JAC. In the second match of the round, Lauren Santiago and Vicious Vic Vandal will be teamed up against Private Cuddles and the Master Strategist. The first match will be taking place the Wednesday after Gen Con, that is August 10th. That is all the details we have right now about round three. We don't know what the format is going to be other than it is a tag team format. I'm hoping they post that in advance. They don't wait until the match is going live to post the details of how that is supposed to take place. Because if it's the format they've used in the past, most of the people in this contest now have not played under that format, have not been in the contest under that format. And if it's a different format, it would be good if we know in advance, especially because if you wait until the first match starts 
to spring the format, you're putting the teams in the first match at a disadvantage to the teams in the second match. But just for ease, so everybody understands what's going on, I would appreciate it if the format gets posted before the date the actual contest goes live. As a side note, each team is going to come up with their own team name that's been requested by Pat Mulligan, who runs the CCC. So I'm curious what people are going to come up with. We'll just have to wait and see on that. Those are the big stories from this week. A couple of other things. For people who purchased Altart cards or who pledged at Altart card tiers for the Kickstarter, for the most recent Kickstarter from SRG, the deadline to submit your art had been today, as I record this, July 31st. They have extended the deadline to the end of August. So August 31st will be the new deadline. There is, however, something else with a July 31st deadline. South Bell has announced that she will no longer be creating playmats for people who want to buy them through Supershowthegame.com. So if you're interested in getting a playmat from her, for most people hearing this will be too late, but if you happen to hear this on Sunday, you can go to Supershowthegame.com, place your order for a playmat. I believe if you use the code GOODBYEBELL, it's $10 off. That's GOODBYEBELL, no spaces, capital G in good, capital B in buy, capital B in bell. Capital G-O-O-D, capital B-Y-E, capital B-E-L-L-E. Use that code at checkout to get $10 off your playmat from Ms. Southern Bell. I have a playmat from her. I don't use it very often because I'm afraid I'm going to lose it if I take it out of the house. But I am very pleased with the playmat she's created for me. A lot of people have seen the playmats that she's made. She's going to be missed in that capacity. She did a great job making those playmats. Finally, before I get to the tournaments from this past week, we had two championship matches. The first, Wednesday night, the LFF Tornado Tag Team Championship was on the line. The champion, Ryan Pierce, sometimes known as Pretty Boy Pierce, sometimes known as the Piercer, sometimes known as Pretty Hair Pierce, the champion playing as Polka Dot Tea Party took on the challenger Alec Ventresca playing as L Super Sons. This was a long match, well over an hour, that went all the way to Crowd Meter 3. And in the end, with the Circle of the Sun, Alec Ventresca successfully wins and becomes the new LFF Tornado Tag Team Champion. Congratulations to him. I do not know. If he is going to Gen Con, I do not know if this means that championship will be represented at Gen Con, but he is the new champion. Congratulations to him. Also, just before I started recording this, we had a match for the LFF Tri-State Championship. The champion, Thebes Pinckney, with Kenny Omega, took on the challenger, Ant West, playing as Shane Hurricane Helms, a favorite competitor of mine. I haven't got to play him in a while, but he's great. 
in a New York Rules match because all of the matches for the LFF Tri-State Championship are played using the New York Rules stipulation. No disqualification, no count out. The match starts at crowd meter one. This was a very short match, only a few turns. At crowd meter one, the champion hits the V-trigger, rolls a 10, and Ant West is unable to kick out. Thebes Pinckney remains the LFF Tri-State Champion. Congratulations to him. That is going to do it for the big championship matches from this week. Let's talk about the tournaments from this past week. I'll start with one I mentioned on last week's show. This was a pop-up event that Cheetah hosted last Sunday. That would be the 24th. Because of the timing of this pop-up, I couldn't get it on last week's show. It was a very small pop-up. There were only two players in it. The Cheetah and the Dread Pirate tech support, Simon Strauss. They basically played three matches. Simon Strauss won all three. Congratulations to him for winning the Cheetah's pop-up event. Monday night. We have Monday night boss fights. 16 players, four groups of four. Top two from each group advanced. In the quarterfinal round, all of the matches were special guest referee matches with back curtain as the special guest referee. In the semifinal matches, all the matches were played using the Psycho Circus rules. In these matches, after the first breakout, the crowd meter jumped to crowd meter two. And then in the finals, the sticks, stairs, and chairs stipulation was used. The matches started at crowd meter two. The top four in this event were your two semifinalists. Chibi, who played as Lily Mai, and Practicite, who played as Jebediah the Amish Assassin. The finalists were Chris Pate as Ricky Riot, and everyone's enemy, Joel Williams, as Swim Files. I don't know which version of Swim Files he played. Swim Files is a double-sided competitor, but it's not a flip competitor. You can choose which side you want to play. Each side has a different gimmick. The winner in this match and the winner of Monday Night Boss Fights, Chris Pate as Ricky Wright. Congratulations to Chris Pate for winning Monday Night Boss Fights. This brings us to Thursday and Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. There were 22 players in this event, two groups of six, two groups of five, with the top two from each group advancing into the top cut. In the quarterfinal round, all of the matches were played using the New York Rules stipulation, the one I just outlined for you that the Tri-State Championship was played using. In the semifinal round, all of the matches were played under the Ring of Fire stipulation. And the finals match and the third place match were played using the submission match stipulation. In fourth place, playing, I believe, as Master Dosmodius, the Keeper of Prisoners. I don't know. It does not specify if it was Master Dosmodius or Drunken Master slash Zen Master. Not sure. But in fourth place, we have Jeffrey Fox. In third place, playing as Kempo Kenny, Jokerfish. The finalists on Thursday Night Fights were 
the SRG boss. I believe playing as himself, it did not list his competitor, but I believe he played as himself, versus the Grump Danny Thunder as El Campeon de las Lama, with the winner being the Grump Danny Thunder. So the streak resets. The Grump is actually the one on the streak. Currently, we'll see if he can win the second one or if somebody else will win. But all streaks are currently broken. Again, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, the Grump currently has a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship because he won five Thursday night fight tournaments in a row. If somebody can equal that feat, they will get the shot instead of him. As of right now, though, with the Grump's victory, nobody has a streak. Nobody can earn matches. Everyone is starting at zero. He actually is starting at one. He could, if he wins the next four in a row, equal the feat. I don't know what would happen if he did, but that's a possibility. The final tournament I have from this week, Friday night, the consigliere to the SRG BOSS, Brian, wait for it, Schmidt, hosted a pop-up event, 20 players with a cut to a top eight. I'd guess four groups of five, top two advancing. I'm not 100% on that. In the quarterfinal round, all the matches were steel cage matches starting at crowd meter one. In the semifinal round, all the matches were New York rules matches. And the finals match was a psycho circus match starting at crowd meter one. The top four in this event were in fourth place, playing as Davy Richards, split. In third place, playing as Johnny Super Show, Ken Fouché. The finalists were Rowdy Ron as the original Zack Sabre Jr. and John Pulverino as the latest version of Overdog. With the winner, Rowdy Ron. Congratulations to Rowdy Ron for winning the Friday night pop-up event. Now, as far as I know, that is going to do it for everything that happened this week. Now, there might be a Sunday night fight. As I'm recording this, there has been no announcement that there will be a Sunday night fight. However, I did see a post from somebody on one of the Super Show discussion groups, not the main group, saying that they were going to be calling a match tonight, which leads me to believe that there might be a Sunday night fight. If there is a Sunday night fight, I will come back and add that information to the show. I will do what I often do. I will add in a little white noise static, and then I will insert a part of the show at the end. That is to let you know I've added this to the show, that it's additional information I had to put in. And we did end up having a Sunday night fight match card. Four matches on the match card. The first two are the semifinal matches for Bob Dunn's CAC, what I've been calling the Impatience Tournament. Basically, this tournament, the winner of the tournament will be a factor for who Bob Dunn picks to get a competitor in Super Show of the Game. The first semifinal match is a Ring of Fire match, and both of these matches end up being Ring of Fire in the semis. We have Arcade Addict Aaron playing as Chloe Mai versus Jared Tyndall playing as EC3. 
This match goes to Crowd Me to Three with the winner and the first man to move on to the finals, Arcade Addict Aaron. The second match, again Ring of Fire, is Nick Nimble playing as the Mark Jeff Bravo versus Private Cuddles playing as the original Mr. Snap. This match only goes to Crowd Meter 1. And in an unlikely finish roll, rolling only, I believe, a 7, Private Cuddles wins and moves on to the finals. But before the finals match happens, we have the finals of the singles division of the online league. Bob Dunn, playing as Robert the Brain Dunn, takes on Alec Ventresca, playing as AJ Styles. Alec Ventresca was the 32 seed, the lowest seed in the tournament to determine the winner of this season of the online league. They square off in a main event match that goes to crowd meter two. The story of this match was the Styles Clash. Again and again, Alec Ventresca would play the Styles Clash. The brain would fend it off over and over until eventually it hit, and it hit over and over, and at crowd meter two, it hits for the final time. The winner of this season of the LFF Online League is Alec Ventresca. Congratulations to him for that win. That brings us to the finals of Bob Dunn's tournament. Private Cuddles as the original Mr. Snap versus Arcade Addict Aaron as Chloe Mai. Also a main event stipulation. This match goes to Crowd Meter 3, primarily because at one point in the match, Arcade Addict Aaron plays the Imaginary Dragon DDT, which says if stopped, the crowd meter increases by 1. It stopped with a strike a pose, snap a selfie, which by itself increases the crowd meter by 1. So the crowd meter goes from 0 to 2. On one stopped finish. This match is a pretty even match. Arcade Addict Aaron hits the next finish. And it looks like on a 7 he might win. The first two rolls are both under 7. But Private Cuddles stays alive. Takes it to Crowd Meter 3. At Crowd Meter 3. Arcade Addict Aaron hits a finish. Rolls a 12. Because of the rules of the main event stipulation. If Private Cuddles rolls his highest skill submission in this case. On the second or third breakout roll, he would break out. However, he does not. Arcade Addict Aaron wins Bob Dunn's Create a Competitor Tournament. Now, just because he won does not mean he gets the Create a Competitor. There's going to be a fan vote currently going on in the SRG Super Show discussion group on Facebook. There's a number of people who are listed in the poll. Vote for one. There's going to be a panel that will advise Bob Dunn on who to choose. And ultimately, Bob Dunn will make the decision as to who will get the competitor. But Arcade Addict Aaron wins the Bob Dunn CAC tournament. Congratulations to him. Bob Dunn has announced that he will not name the winner if the winner is still in the current CCC until at least the tag round has been completed 
because he does not want that to disrupt the tag round, to put one team at a disadvantage because one of the two members wins Bob Dunn's event. Brian Schmidt did announce toward the end of Sunday Night Fights there will be a match card next week. I only caught one match that he mentioned. Split versus the Nightmare King will be on next week's Sunday Night Fights. The Nightmare King is playing to essentially get back on Sunday Night Fights. If he wins this match, he will be able to have matches again on Sunday Night Fights. If his internet disconnects three times during the match, he will be counted out. He will lose. So he must stay connected and he must win to be able to play, to be able to be featured in a match on Sunday Night Fights. That is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. As far as upcoming events, while nothing is currently listed on supershowthegame.com, it is likely there will be an event Monday night. It is likely that there will be Dojo Tuesday night. As far as Thursday night, Chibi may or may not run. I don't believe he's going to Gen Con, so he may run an event. I don't know what the attendance of that event will be because I would assume a lot of the players that would play in that event would be at Gen Con. So we'll just have to see. And then there may be pop-ups this weekend, but with Gen Con going on, I kind of feel like that's not as likely as it might be normally. With all that being said, I'd like to thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I hope to see many of you at Gen Con this weekend, and a good day.